0: We're back for more NHL underdog best puck going over some playoff data that I still haven't even seen. I was trying to get it to download and then that gets on and it's like, well, it's not. So it'll be my first look as well. So we're going to get right into it here on the morning skate podcast. Make sure you're unmuted. Um, Already five people jumped in immediately. Uh, Good times to get after the NHL streets while Underdog, of course, goes out and releases one more NFL contest. I had all the stuff ready. I was like, they're done. I saw the tweet. There's no more. We're finally over this NFL shit that I need to max center because I'm a literal loser that can't help themselves. I don't think I'm going to enter this one, though. I really don't care about it, to be honest. Like, whatever. I don't know if you looked at it at all, but
1: I looked at it for
0: a second, but I have
1: no interest. (laughs) Um,
0: I I think it's cool. Like, I get it. Oh, yeah. Joey. Joey out in Utica right now. I'll tell you. Good, good food in Utica. If you have, like, I'm not a big vegetable eater, but Utica greens are the greatest side dish in the history of the world. So, if you ever heard of I was up in,
1: yeah, I was in uh, Verona.
0: Yeah, I was in Verona this
1: weekend. I went up for a night. My dad went to see Barry Barry Manilow. Um, my dad's seen him, I think, seventy eight or seventy nine times in his life. Uh, an absolute
0: madman. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I, I, tr- I truly I can't talk any smack about it either because of like my my stuff. Like I can't. It's just like it feels disingenuous for me to be like that's insane, but uh, it is kind of crazy. But yeah, no, Utica probably the most underrated food city ever maybe ever tomato pie is being mentioned like and people are like what's that just go just try it trust me but we're not here to talk about utica food although very, very we're not good. here to talk cool all right see you <laughs> um we're yeah i mean we're, we're here to you know obviously a lot of best puck stuff coming contest is absolutely flying i mean i don't know what it was at this time last year i was going to look into that soon uh, i don't think it's anywhere near where it's at right now um we yeah we're looking we're looking really really good to fill early and I love the sound of it because I that could only mean one thing that we get another contest and I'm not sure what that would be I ask them every day. I, I basically hint at it like every day in some capacity like maybe another contest that'd be fun um, it is already a quarter full um, and I had to, I've completely stopped drafting other than the streams since the first 50 I rattled off and uh, I mean we're going to get into that quick conversation maybe, but first, you know, I did, we did put it on the, uh, the thumbnail, but you know, uh, for me and Matt and any Sabres fans, uh, it was obviously a really sad week. Uh, we don't want to you know be too negative here or anything, but our condolences obviously to the Generate family and everyone affected, you know, in Buffalo. I feel like anyone that grew up watching the Sabres had the same, just like feeling of, I don't even know. Like it just felt so terrible that to know that he's not going to be there to call a Stanley Cup final game to know that it's not going to happen but I mean the memories that he gave us both I'm sure are like the reason we're here today talking it's like he was our voice and we would play the NHL video game and I would be sitting there in my bedroom like screaming RJ calls as I made the Sabres win the cup the only way that they could in a video game um so yeah Matt anything you wanted to say on that front you
1: yeah. I mean, no, it, it, it it's a very, you know, localized thing obviously. Um, but yeah, it was, it was tough, you know, it was a tough Friday, basically reliving your childhood through, you know, uh, not only his calls from like the 06, 07 teams that were sort of my introduction to like loving hockey in, in that way. Um, but to the history and everything, because the Buffalo Sabres don't exist without Rick Jenner. At, um, so it, it's, it's weird. Um, but you know, I just, I just thought like, uh, listening back to the clips and stuff, it's really fascinating how I could tell you who scored those goals based on the intonation and the lead up to the play. I can't picture JP Dumont going in game three uh, t- in overtime to, to beat the senators, but I can hear JP Dumont, like, you know, that sort of intonation. I knew that was coming. And then I go to watch the clip on YouTube later and I'm just like, I don't remember this at all, but I know the sound. And, and, you know, that sort of, I think speaks to just the legend that he was, he sort of transcended the game of hockey for the city of Buffalo. And that's something that, you know, uh, they'll be chasing forever. Um, so yeah, it was really a special day, like on, you know, local sports media. I spent all day listening to the Buffalo sports station and, you know, so I I had, you know, I had a great time, honestly, like it sucks. Um, but it was so cool to know that, you know, he basically got all the adulation that he deserved.
0: Um, and yeah, we can, you know, kind of move past that. But, sure. Sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spend all, all night on it and so many people have done such an amazing job and we're not going to get anywhere near as close as, you know, Doc Emmerich and those guys with the just amazing words they said. But I think when someone embodies a city like Buffalo, the way he does, it, it really makes it that much more a person. And that's why it hits uh, so hard for so many of us. It's like, he was the face of the organization, which is weird to say for an announcer it, i think it speaks to like why we're here today we just sort of like like i grew up like literally wanting to call games like that was a thought i've had and it's like well i'm not good at that i I can't do it so uh we just got into something else matt your your last thing i'm sorry
1: yeah well i think you started playing like during the lockout right you started when you were eight or nine like right before that team that was like your you know like that was your launching point i'm pretty sure if, if i'm not mistaken
0: um, yeah, yeah, more probably. Honestly, yeah, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, it's it's right. super, it's crazy, it's crazy. But yeah, we'll get into it. So Matt, you want to share your screen? Um, and we'll we'll start. Oh no, do we want to do the quick conversation about the draft windows, which we're not probably going to be able to prove, or did you want to save? Um, that because we were going to work. I on it
1: will. More? I'll touch on it. I I, I think there's okay. a lot more work to to do there. Um. Yeah. Well, I, so I... my
0: thing, yeah. Let me let me just say my piece first, and then I'll let you either yeah. counter back to it uh, and then say what you're going to say. So, with well, the conversation me and Matt were having, and I, that was what I thought we'd talk about mainly, but again, Matt thinks there could be more to dig up, is that the, what I did last year, and I'm doing it this year, and I kind of touched on the to beginning. is I drafted 50 teams from the word go. That window, I kind of am calling the, like, completely inefficient ADP window, when things are just insane, uh, make no sense. A lot of guys, I mean, three Forsberg starts at 91 ADP. Um, you know, just an, an easy example that we keep bringing up. Um, that kind of incredibly inefficient ADP window, kind of evaporates after the first 50, 100 total lobbies that exist. And and then you kind of get into a new window, which is a much more efficient window. Um, I don't know what I'd call this window exactly. This is kind of the window I fade until things get ultra efficient. And then once they do, and I think we kind of reach that equilibrium, it's a lot easier to get the correlations you want because that's where ADP shifted towards. And as people come from NFL right over and they really don't know hockey, that's all their priors are. And as I stated last year and this year, again, correlation isn't the biggest thing to me. So I'm kind of letting these people hoover up what I think is not positive expected value as far as maximizing massive correlations and taking kind of the you know uh, value as we're calling it and kind of taking that into account. So I think that this window strategy works for me, but does it actually matter at all? Or is this just a really good theory in my head that I did last year and I will say it worked and are we even going to have the data to prove it does or doesn't? Because how do we say how good a drafter did later compared to early, also knowing that they were just different environments? So Matt, right. I said a so lot. There. Let's
1: let's look at the you know let's look at the data behind that because first, uh, what we're adding today is basically playoff specific data. So last week we talked all about round two, basically how do you get out of your regular season pod um that's you know how do you get out of round one by finishing in the top three of 12 last year this year it's finishing in the top two of 12 but how do you go through a marathon of a season to be one of the top two teams you know we've talked about structure and everything else um when we're talking about the playoffs though the playoffs are one two week well they're two one week periods um so it's a lot different of a game because you know in that limited time frame Stacks can sort of, you know, uh, come together and r- rise you to the top, you know, single players can outpace their competition by, you know, by literal multiples. It's not going to be McDavid scoring 900 and, you know, Ovechkin scoring 800. It could be McDavid scores 50 and Ovechkin scores five because he doesn't score, you know, whatever. Um, so like, they're just two different games entirely. And so to start the conversation, just sort of looking at the monthly drafts, um, you know, this is a about the same structure as last year as far as distribution of drafts. There were about 20-ish percent in um in August. And so we actually don't see a huge trend as far as advance rate once you got to the playoffs. So, like DJ, if you're saying you're drafting super teams in the first you know handful of drafts, maybe this is too wide of a window because you can see there's at least you know a thousand or so teams um, that are getting drafted. But you know, you see a slightly better advancement rate to the finals, but a slightly lower advancement rate to the semifinals, and same deal um in September, but the opposite, where slight slightly higher in round three, slightly lower in round four, and then slightly lower in round three in October, and slightly higher to round to the finals in uh in October. So that's not to say that this is you know like fact or whatever but it does show that there's really not that much of a difference when you draft at a you know at a zoomed out level um you could do things more granular than this by looking at you know the first 15 drafts or something crazy like that to see if there's really some value but i think that's you know pretty rife for uh you know what if you're wrong on those values like i was on taylor hall and anthony mantha like You know, it doesn't really, I don't think there's going to be like a huge groundswell that changes that opinion. Um, So I guess that goes to say, don't worry about when you're drafting. We'll do some more work. You know, I've looked at all the other data too, but it's not really anything interesting there. Um, Like the values and reaches, they're sort of the same pattern as last week. So go back and, you know, review last week's um, work, but we're going to deal with the overall level right now while I zoom in on this work. So, If anyone has any um, questions,
0: throw them in the chat, by the way. I mean, as we're kind of going, I think that made pretty clear sense that there really wasn't any difference, and there might not be any questions because it was very obvious, Mm -hmm. Um, but feel free.
1: Refresher, uh, out of the first round, you're in a 12-team draft. Three people advanced last year. This is two this year, so slightly different. I don't think there's enough of a difference. I think it's more about the expansiveness of a 35 week season or whatever the regular season is for best puck. Um, it's more about, you know, how do you survive the marathon and finish in the top X number of teams? I'm not changing anything because it's only two this year though. You could theoretically slice it down, you know, to only top two. I'm not doing that. Uh, moving on to round three, uh, I think two out of 12, yeah. Two out of 12 advanced out of round three. And then to get to the semifinals, there were five teams per pod, the winner of the five team group advanced. Uh, to the finals. So that's sort of what we're dealing with at the overall level. So keep these sort of benchmarked as we're going through um, this data here. Why don't I freeze? So uh, basically going over the same stuff as last year, or as last week, again, review that. We'll talk all about the regular season in last week's episode if you missed it. Um, And by the way, if you're on audio, uh, feel free to check out DJ's YouTube channel that is in the description of the podcast. So if you wanna see the visuals, you know, the tables. Um, starting off with a very basic structure question, we once again see that four centers, six wings is just not performing uh, the way that, you know, uh, that these drafters expected it to. Uh, we talked all about that in the regular season. Uh, those trends carry through to round three and to round four. Um, something worth considering is that throughout this exercise, we see that Connor McDavid had just an absolutely obnoxious advance rate to uh, to round three. He didn't do so hot in the semifinals, but to the uh, yeah in the quarterfinals to advance to the semifinals, it was the exact same sort of insanely good advancement rate. Um, so keep that in mind when we're looking at structure. You know, four center teams are less likely to have McDavid just because McDavid is so obviously good. People probably aren't trying to draft four uh, with McDavid. But in any case, you still see that round four, you know, getting to the finals, still bad. It it just isn't working the way that people expect it to. And there's more data to support that. Um, Number of goalies doesn't really affect things. Uh, Obviously, small sample sizes when we see things like 50% and, you know, 60% and things like that. Um, Defensemen, nothing really to talk about. As we keep going to the right, you'll see some of the things that we repeated Last week, um, that you know, as you add centers, you just it's getting worse uh, in, in aggregate. As you add wings, you are sort of reaching a a point of. I don't know if there's enough sample to call this a point of uh, diminishing returns. When it's talking about you know probably eight teams here, one of them advancing to the finals, but um, you see the sweet spot within the finals itself or within the semifinals is seven. Um, with some bounciness. You're just going to lose if you probably don't have at least six. I think that's been made clear by um, this chart. Keep going. Again, the McDavid trends, Pasternak, you know, uh, he was pretty powerful down here. He wasn't quite as powerful in the, the playoffs. So, you know, obviously some passes would have made it through, but that this is why we see this uh, heightened amount in the bottom of the draft here. And that, advantage dissipates pretty quickly um interestingly the mckinnons the matthews the dry sidles i know dj your team was a dry sidle team that won yeah yeah i uh, think
0: the top two were both dry sidle too he just went yeah. absolutely insane which makes sense because mcdavid just wasn't as popular in the finals anyways and mm-hmm. dry settled, i think did still outperform him
1: yeah um and so the trend isn't quite as clear when we're looking at the value sort of like versus adp um, are you picking up a lot of value along the way while you're drafting? If so, your advancement rate gets much stronger as you you know add value, except to the point where you're probably an auto-draft. They're just taking the highest ADP, not considering positional um, considerations. That advantage kind of disappears in the playoffs. I think that makes a lot more sense because in the playoffs, you're basically flipping coins. You know, If you're talking who's going to be better over the course of a 60-game regular season, OK, well, sure, I can probably tell you that McDavid's going to be the best and, you know, whatever. I can rank order it and I'll be much closer than if you asked me, OK, in these four games, who's going to be the best player? So I think that's what we're seeing here, where there's just not enough time for that advantage to play itself out. Um, you know, relatively interesting that it seems like some teams that got a lot of value did advance to the finals. But again, I think this is just a really small sample size thing um, in that. know i think optimizing for advancing to the playoffs is the best in any case Um, but just note that that advantage pretty quickly fades away once the playoffs start Um, if you're trying to sell your action or anything like that um, just you know uh, past results do not guarantee future success when it comes to the playoffs Um, not really much to speak of drafting at adp and reaches obviously the opposite trend as before where if you're reaching a ton you're not advancing a lot Um, You're also not getting to the, you know, getting through the playoffs quite as much. Um, Maybe these two outliers can, you know, change someone's mind, but this seems strong enough to just, hey, don't reach uh, seven plus times. That seems bad. If you can limit it to three, you know, that's probably the best. Um, Interestingly, you know, reaching not at all basically had pretty strong playoff success rate, but I don't think that's um, overly actionable. You know, if if things work out perfectly, then they work out perfectly. But odds are that's not going to happen in most of your drafts. Um, Three-round starts. This is very, very McDavid-driven. You know, we talked about this last week. The center, where is it? The center D and whatever's center D wing, you know, McDavid, Yossi, for example, just absolutely nuked. Um, So I, I don't think there's much to learn from that. And quickly going through the center investments. Um, This is very much skewed by McDavid, of course, Um, note that the minimum for, you know, being a high investment center is about 940 uh, points of ADP capital. McDavid alone is worth 633 by our, uh, by my estimation, you know, the logarithmic equation we talked about last week that assigns every draft pick a value. Um, So. I think mostly throw these results in the trash because, Hey, guess what? If you didn't get McDavid, you didn't do great. <laughs> um, that's just what we learned, you know, already. So wings. It's also a very similar story. I believe to the McDavid miss of it all um, where the first round wings just didn't really do so hot in the playoffs. It was McKinnon, Matthews, dry settle, McDavid, um, Defense, you know, again, no real trend here besides maybe Roman Yossi influencing some things on the higher side. Um, But he was out for the finals, as you know, DJ. So um, I don't know. There's, you know, uh, there's only so much you can take away from this limited amount of data. And again, more sort of McDavid taking goalies at the 2-3 turn. Um, I think that drives a lot of these results here, too. What I wanted to talk about after quickly going through that was stacking. Because you will see that as I go through these charts, there's not a ton of evidence that stacking was the cheat code to success in the playoffs. Um, so here's what I mean. Again, last year, last week, we saw that basically it didn't matter how many players you stacked, you know, including goalies. Once you factor goalies out of the equation, you see a little bit of, you know, like, hey, the seven mark. there's a 27% advance rate kind of goes uh, normally distributed on either side of that number. Um, But once you get into the playoffs, it really, like, there's no significant positive trend. Um, So I found that really interesting. I kind of thought, you know, just in general, stacking would be pretty strong um, within the playoffs. But maybe it's not the number of players stacked. Maybe it's something like power stacks, you know, alpha stacks, top five round type stacks, where those players can really put you away and elevate you within the postseason uh, for fantasy. I don't know, there's more work that needs to be done to sort of quantify the strength of a stack. Um, but again, when we filter things by just the sheer number of stacks instead of number of players that are stacked, um, there's a bit of a drop-off after three stacks. I don't know um, if that's meaningful for the quarterfinals, and there's really no trend for getting through to the finals either. Um, the one data point that I think you could point to to say like hey this is a good thing or a bad thing are the 106 drafts that made it to the semifinals with a max stack size of two um you know meaning if they had x number of stacks none of them were greater than a two-person stack um versus there were 97 folks that made it to round four and had a three-man stack you know at least uh one three-man stack maybe two um We saw their advancement rates to the finals be dramatically different. I've been racking my brain to try and figure out if 100 drafts is enough to sort of take that away Um, as like, hey, stacking is good for advancing through the playoffs, you know, like that sort of the prior that I had. I'm not sure, though, that this is enough evidence to prove that. Um, Maybe this is, again, just the McDavid ruined everything. Dreisaitl ruined everything getting to round four. Um, And it was just hard to stack those guys because you didn't know, you know, Vander Kane was a bust. Zach Hyman, I guess, was drafted, but maybe he wasn't being prioritized the way he was. Tyson Berry was no longer on the team. (laughs) Um, So, like, maybe there's just an Edmonton skew to all of this. Um, I'm not sure. But I found this really interesting because, you know, I was just expecting to see the sort of positive trend. And you see it a little bit right here uh, with this 12% and the 29%. But again, I'm just not sure that 100 drafts per uh, per size in the semifinals is enough to prove this point. So, um, and again, you know we see negative trends uh, for number of three plus stacks within round three, a slightly positive one within round four as well, um, but nothing really that I think's overly uh, overly exciting to take away from things. And this is all the same stuff we reviewed last week um i don't think any of this is relevant so dj um i want to go back to the stacking because does this sort of uh, does this like tell you anything that you didn't already know does this is are you seeing something that i'm not that's helping you sort of confirm that prior that we both shared that like
0: stacking is very powerful once you get to the playoffs can i ask just one question to all this is did you include goalie or no just wondering just want to kind of clarify so this
1: that. was not including goalie here um. After, okay. Oh sure.
0: After, after yeah, this, because yeah, of, I mean, I I no which, yeah, as, as I'm asking that, Wookie also, uh, yeah, 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 because yeah, Wookie I at the same time too. Um, just because, yeah, I mean, I my winning team didn't have a single three man sack other than a goalie that fit in with Jari, uh, Rust, and Genzel. Not to say that obviously a one sample size is any better, but um, no, I I think it makes enough sense, but. i i I guess the best what i would say is like i already am probably lower than most which saying most in the nhl space is literally like saying you know whatever but uh i'm going too crazy with stacking so to me this is like okay good like i'm not going to uh change what i'm doing like i'm going to continue to do two three man stacks two or three i should say um man stacks and limit myself there because i think you get diminishing returns of really good turbo used earlier by adding that fourth adding that fifth um i don't think it helps you as much as you think so i guess it doesn't blow my mind uh especially when you think like one player going absolutely insane is what you're looking for they have two line mates will both of them correlate on the power play i mean i'd say in most examples no so unless you get that perfect three adding a fourth to that just kind of, again, it feels like you're limiting yourself. And as these contests get bigger over time and harder to advance in, in general, I, I don't think you're going to find a, a benefit to that situation where like in the finals, you have a three man stack that actually all score like a two man stack makes a lot more sense to me. And maybe, you know, you could have argued that like, Oh, yeah, Gensler so Gensel and Russ scored for you, DJ. Well, what about Crosby? Well, he'll wear a near dry saddle anyways. Mm-hmm. I, or I think whoever was my flex, it would have been close. Like, it could happen, right? Like, I'm not saying it couldn't, but now you're going to add another, a fourth player into that mix. It's also going to score. It feels really thin, especially when we look at the playoff schedule. And that has a crazy good five The teams are playing the same amount of games. So I don't know where you're going to actually find yourself benefiting in the long run on that. And we have a lot of questions. Um, Yeah, I mean,
1: I definitely think, you know, nothing here has shown me that more than a three-person stack is very warranted. Um, there's some situations where it's like after ADP, I'm very com- confident in the correlation because you know something about hockey is there are strengths of correlation uh, within teams. You know, uh, McDavid and Drysidal are very correlated, but you know there's no guarantee that McDavid and Nugent Hopkins are correlated. There's no guarantee that Darnell Nurse and Leon Drysaddle are correlated, just given the way that these players are deployed throughout the course of uh, course of play. Um, so there's very much uh, to me sort of a lean against overstacking. When I'm in drafts, um, but maybe there's more evidence even here to just show that like getting, you know, your favorite players within various ADP bucket ranges, getting over on those players that you think have big years and big upside in certain weeks. Maybe that's the way to approach hockey, Um, you know, more so than trying to guess which team blows up and which players, you know, like get a bunch of past assists to one another um, because ultimately, you're looking for the goal scorers. You're looking for the big nights of, in terms of shots on goal and, and whatnot. Um, so we'll see. You know, there's a lot more work that can be done. This data is, is, has all been made available. You know, uh, there's <laughs> there's the raw data for people that are more you know uh, technically inclined than I am um, to do you know Python and R and stuff. Um, and I've made this sheet also available, if you can think of ideas to build off of this to, to improve, you know, the signal that we're getting out of what is admittedly a very noisy sample. Um, so that's pretty much all I had. Yeah, well, I'm gonna, um, do you
0: yeah, want to just jump into a draft? I'm going to rattle. Yeah, I'm going to rattle through some of the comments quick, though. Number one okay. is uh, let's... Out, uh, from our boy. Uh, just a few minutes the draft on the drafts
1: or... then. No, no, no. I mean, let's say let's do the comments first and then jump into a draft.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, first one, I'm, like, I'm trying to build the manifesto out into pieces for us. Like, it's not just going to be one, um, sorry, I think something's glitching out on the screen, but yeah, I'm not trying to do, like, one, I'm going to do multiple articles to kind of break it up and make it a little bit easier. Um, luck. Uh, number two, um, let's think about the last season. yeah, yeah, I mean, there, I don't know. Again, I... So that's kind of why it's like so important just to work on advancing. I think goalies are just so incredibly random, especially in the playoffs when we get to April. Like some teams are just frankly not going to be playing for as much as others. They rest a goalie comparatively to others. Like Boston should have rested Oldmark more and they didn't. We saw Colorado fighting for a playoff spot and they played Georgia every game. You never really know for sure what's going to come down the pipeline. So it's kind of one of those things where I think you spread the wealth at goalie, kind of like I do at quarterback uh where you remove the randomness of playoffs and look at spike week correlations um
1: yeah i don't i I don't i don't have that data i don't have (laughs) you know week by week player level data to simulate things i I just don't have the cape the the technical capability to do that i think that's a great idea um but yeah uh, that's never going to be something that i'm sharing um so you know, take, take that ball and run with it there. You know, I'm open if you want feedback. Um, but, you know, uh, that's totally a great idea to not just worry about the playoff weeks, but look at, you know, what if this four week stretch for the playoffs? What if that four week stretch for the playoffs So on and so forth?
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, this kind of leads us like to the question of, do we try to stack our goalies and skaters? And I think it's like the biggest luxury thing in the world and never forced. Like mm-hmm. if you're, you know, it's not, it's not like if I take Hello Buck, I'm in Briefly, but it's like if he continues to slip and i already have you know it's like i ever force it because really like is it like how much like you think about dfs like how often it, when you're trying to maximize the upside of a night do you think i have to put my goalie with my skaters like i don't think you really think that way um you know often <laughs> matt am i saying anything wrong here no, I
1: right. I pretty much it's 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 a luxury stocking. You know, I will I will try to target the goalie, like I'll star the goalie if I know oh I have Ovechkin and John Carlson, just like okay, if the capitals are better than expected this year, who's doing well? Probably the goalie along with your star players. But yeah, did, yeah I'm really, not
0: reaching honestly. You like, know, like, it's, I, yeah, I think it's I think it's better, like you're saying though, if you're going to stack a team that's likely not going to make the playoffs, that goalie kind of gets more of a bump than if you're stacking, you know, Colorado. It's like, oh, yeah, you know, first off, it's very difficult. Yeah, if you're if you you you're think, taking teams into the upper forms, yeah,
1: yeah, that's that's maybe a good point. If you're taking Igor, yeah, you're probably not betting on Panarin or Zabinijad in particular beating their ADP because you know you're just betting Igor's the most reliable goalie in the league. He's going to play a ton. He's going to be pretty good. The team's gonna be all right. Like you don't need anything crazy to happen for that to be like an, a league-winning goalie selection. But odds are, if Darcy Kemper is gonna be the guy you need for the season, you know Turkey's gonna be on a better team than you know the prognostications are for this year's Capitals, which is like a bubble playoff team, probably not making it. Um, so, um, anything else that you wanted to pull up?
0: Draft a bunch of this stuff uh, is about the devils let's get into that <laughs> while we yeah. while we start the waiting for the yeah it's like a bunch of okay. devils argument so i'm gonna click the doc you ready all right let's go three two one i'm in yeah five, five okay more. someone said it was 11 like yeah yeah yeah. okay so yeah the devils will kind of get no honestly i think that the, it's not even like they asked the question um i'm gonna pop up my screen i just want to get underdog I want to get my exposures. Actually, I want to make an update. One team. I don't even think I've drafted since. Yeah, it'd be one team. Whatever. I'll just get it. Uh, we have some time, but no. I, I think with the, the point to the devils thing, it, it, because someone's like, I got you know, I uh he that's uh, Timo and Jack Hughes, and in, like, you know, your reach obviously you reach for Timo, right? Which isn't probably as big of a reach as it seems, even though was it necessary? Probably not. Um, I do think it kind of comes to the point of like getting unique correlations. Um is something you might want to consider at times, especially when you're max entering. But I, I don't know. I, I, I'm very hesitant to do it. Matt, does that make sense? Like reaching to get a unique correlation that you can't otherwise get. Like I'm trying to think of even a, like another example. Yeah, I mean- Jersey's a really good one. I don't
1: know about. Another, I would like, rather. I Crosby. I know that was um, what William mentioned once, but oh, I God. would rather like the player than anything else. You know, if it's no, if it's a giant. <laughs> <The> one on <laughs> nice. <laughs> what 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 happened? I got the one. What's so funny? <laughs> okay. I don't. Oh, I
0: don't know. There's nothing funny about it. I'm not laughing okay. at that. I'm laughing at another a joke I, I think I heard uh, a while ago. Um, yeah, that's honestly that's really pull cool up the screen. You you can keep going. I'm sorry. Oh
1: um, Well, uh, at least we're at opposite. of the picture.
0: No. Oh, the rich kid picture. They just it never stops. Um, oh, I don't want to stop. Why did it do this? Yeah, but that's that's fine. I'm um, on the clock. Boom down. God, that feels good. Such a fun click. <laughs> I think, is it three in a row, actually? They're taking two weeks in a row. I think it's three weeks in a row. I could not tell you. I remember last week, but... I could uh... tell you... No, yeah, because no, I, this is the third time. Like Because I have the... Because, you know, as a true professional, I don't just make thumbnails. I make post-podcast thumbnails as a true professional. And that the first true. one I did being being, you know, a true professional was like a big David, I choose you. And then I did the mm-hmm. Inglou zero on stream one oh one strikes back. So this is three in a row. This is actually three. <laughs> okay.
1: Yes. Okay. Well, they're trying to, to talk you into uh
0: like actually doing some drafts right now. Oh, crap. Yeah. I, I'm going, I mean, I, again, I do, do my, like, we can say it's wrong. It doesn't work. I'm still doing it again. It's like almost just out of like respect for the process last year. Like, to not do it again just feels just kind of sacrilegious now. All right, let me see, get, I'm to do, I see. I'm going to refresh my page really quick. I'm going, to, I'm going to try to get the rankings up there because they should work now. I actually just have not done one since the rankings were put in. Um, Does this look right? This doesn't look right at all. Can I look at 53? That looks really wrong. Uh, my, that could
1: be right. He's projecting... I mean the, uh, the the comps for McCarr just played no games, so I'm not sure. Because I mean last year would have been. Oh players, yeah, 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 like, yeah. This year, I have no idea. You know, I don't. I don't, I don't that, necessarily I, agree with projecting McCarr to only play sixty something games. Um, but you know that's yeah. that's what that's what he does. So, um, who am I to who I say what's right or wrong? Should you and put us on screen, on screen DJ? Right should, um, should
0: you? Good. Yeah, You I know. yeah. think on screen. Sorry, right. I was I'm just trying to nice I'm trying nice to get. You guys. Um, did someone ask you to? Uh, yeah, no. This is three no, in a row. No, People no, are no. saying two weeks in a row. You guys. Okay.
1: Don't that's, know my power. Great.
0: Are you on? Are you on the clock yet? Oh, you picked.
1: I I, I picked okay. the Caprizov. Um, I technically okay. Okay. probably uh, would take Kucherov there. Um, like I like Kucherov at 10, but I, I think, uh, I just have Kucherov slightly ahead of Robertson personally. So I'd want slightly more Kucherov. Um, but yeah, I, I guess with the Kucherov discussion, we could talk about Brandon Hagel, uh, signing that massive contract. It's very much like the, uh, the situation to me is very similar to the tom wilson discussion where not that i think tom wilson's bad but or not that i think brandon hagel's bad but just i don't know that that contract guarantees you know anything for brandon hagel um there's very you know that was Kalorn's job net front for a lot of the year last year they could opt for a bigger body than brandon hagel who's not a big guy um net front um so yeah it's good to see good players get you know paid and brandon Hagel certainly good but i'm not sure that, that changes his you know dr- uh, fantasy outlook any you know to any massive degree it's not like it's not like he was going to get traded at the deadline for for tampa
0: um so yeah former sabers prospect they let walk for absolutely nothing on um, the other note that i, I miss, i'm sorry mark um but i saw blade wheeler and i immediately looked away <laughs> basically it's a bit at this point i i yeah. think i've dropped his adp just by Saying I'm never going to take him once, like I think other people are like, well, why? And it's like I, I, I'm not saying he's actually undraftable. Like it's that's probably not the case. Right, you know, what, honestly,
1: no, is he's he's weird. undraftable I,
0: I would he's, say he's Blake Wheeler. Like, he, Blake he's Wheeler in the same is, category with all the other round 17 guys. Vincent
1: Vince Trotrak is going to play on the top 16, 16. power play. Like I don't. Yeah. Why would that change? If it's not him, it's going to be Kako or Lafreniere. They didn't sign Blake Wheeler's corpse to be power play one when Vinny Trocek had an awesome year last year, you know, just, you know, Panarin wasn't great, but Vinny Trocek, it was not his fault. Um, You know, Trocek produced. So I'm, I'm not, you know, you can project whatever you want. I just think that's wrong.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I mean, I'm literally, I will, unless if I fall to like a wheel, I will have zero. Um, But this really does honestly speak a little bit more though, To If you think you have an edge and you actually care about the information and you're watching these streams and all this stuff, Waiting to that final window for your final 50 where we actually see practices and see uh, preseason hockey games, which yep. are like, you know, the real players play together in one scrimmage and the not real players play in another one. Like we'll actually see all of this yep. stuff in the last 50 windows or drafts that I'm going to do, which is what I did last year. And it's like, now I actually have a little bit more information to make it, you know, a better decision. Um, and ADP is <laughs> going to shift from there, but um, yeah. Or what, what you were yep. saying, I feel like did something happened. Or- uh,
1: I, I, drafted Tim Stutzla. I mean I I didn't like I would have probably taken him looking at the board but I just did not realize that I was on the clock so um or maybe I I did know yeah Yeah, he is I personally I I I don't think I'll have a share of Timo in the second round um I love love the player I just don't know that you can carve out a role for him that's steadfast on a team with dawson mercer in the in the flank um you know dougie and luke hughes there's some question there but i think there's an even bigger question of who goes with jesper bratt who's the playmaker you know uh jack hughes who's the sort of uh like jack hughes is the puck transporter you know he's the superstar nico he is very clearly the bumper you know uh great there you're talking one job for two really good players in Dawson Mercer and Timo Mayer. Timo's going to have great rates. He's going to hit. He's probably going to score a bunch of goals. I just worry that there's a bit of a downside case where he's not locked into a top six, top or top power play job. Um, you know, it's not likely, but I think it's very much possible, whereas, you know, Alex Ovechkin is always going to be who the power play runs through. You know, Kyle Connor's always going to be who the power play runs through. Mitch is going to be the staple of their power play. Um, Tim Stewart's love. Yeah. Cage, Nylander, all of these dudes are just going to be the guy. I'm not convinced Timo is going to be the guy. So um, I'm not investing like this in him.
0: Yeah. So we, we, we have the comment of the day so far here from GA. Turns on the stream. I get to 101 and he's just has to jam in the T log getting saved for me. But I got him twice today. Just all of us, like, the, the, the hot run that I'm on in drafting right now, it just keeps happening over and over. Again. I even got a couple of freaking Herbert stacks through. You want to talk about luck, boy? Um, I actually I did a burrow triple today, it's not done yet. It's, I mean, burrow triple by that man, I mean, mixing too. I did, I did all of them, so we're we are just correlating to the, the nth degree in football right now, getting everything, and then we just get on the NHL stream the 101.
1: It's is, is on the like before us. these, oh, yeah, I have a muted.
0: Football is the worst sport. Um, like, I, you know, like, here's what I'd say though: Is it better than? Yeah, I mean, there's some, there's like, I don't mind watch. I like, like, I like watching Red Zone. So, I, it's hard for me to actually completely play into the bit all the time. Matt, you're on the clock, by the way. Um, thank you. But it's just like, like imagine on Sunday at five o'clock, just like not turning over to the hockey. I, I just don't know why anyone would stick to the football at that point like aren't your lineups dead what about what else is there to watch you
1: know uh-huh what the hell am i missing where did all the goalies go and how, how are there no adp followers or followers now that the goalies are gone oh, i'm like did i percent. did i redo my We're rankings or yes. something interesting
0: <clears throat> i mean yeah is kind of yeah big goalie run there um so uh for the audio listener, they yep. haven't serviced
1: at all other than the fact that I got McDavid and that Matt made you know I, the I guess not big I, I can't but so so far I, I can't in through... good consciousness I can in good con I think we have to retire the phrase uh, service the audio listener because I saw a lot of audio lit serv- I saw a lot of audio listener getting serviced, if you know what I mean on uh, the old on the old hub. An incredible incredible feat of human what? engineering, by the way follow pete you'll what? see what you'll see what i mean oh oh you're talking about the, the pornography video the adult video yeah we don't talk about <laughs> bad words on this stream
0: that's a bad word i mean i'm sure, it, I'm sure something would... i was like what i was like what i'm, I'm
1: sure, I'm sure something stream
0: is called the hub <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. um okay. you know i'm sure, I'm sure some words word, get flagged
0: though. but but
1: Something okay, that would that, be flagged that like, okay, for cool. to say, "Hey kids, don't watch this video," you know,
0: like. Yeah, because a lot of a lot of you know, juniors just like, "Where's the NHL best ball streams?" He's just firing him up. Okay, no, yeah, okay. If you don't know what we're talking about at all, yeah, you're right. Go check out Pete's Twitter and or stream, and um, just know that I, I still like I have, I still don't think it really exists. I think it's made up, and that uh, swears it isn't. Okay, um, yeah, best I mean. He gets it, he gets it. That's Buck brunch. I mean, I'm in. Um, okay, yeah. Barkov. Here, here's an I think Barkov is kind of an interesting case of like when you go from like, you know, last year he was my like 12 overall. I think we've learned so much about the center position that we know it just was a bad idea, regardless, and he underperformed. So um, I mean, I'm not fading him, especially at his, his ADP, which is what uh 56. Like, that's fine, but he's probably more of like a first center in for me in a wing heavy build and something i'm taking when i have the one of the first four
1: yeah i'm happy to take jack eichel and um and over him just because you know barkov has its games but just in general he's not a high floor sort of player and i'm normally getting you know my my build around center earlier than barkov anyway so it's sort of one of those dead zones that I don't really think Barkov can truly punish me. I mean, even two years ago when that team was transcendent, he barely outperformed <laughs> uh, 2022. It was just sort of like, oh, this team's continuing to be great and Barkov's going to be great. Now, injuries, of course, play a role, yada, yada. Um, but there's just not a ton of peripherals with Barkov. So you're really betting on like a top five NHL scoring season to punish you, um, which I just don't. I don't really think that happens all too often. So I took Bedard. um, you know, Mika and Bedard are two guys. If they're there after ADP, I'm basically trying to split those two um, for my first center. Um, I just think those two guys are, you know, uh, we've talked about Bedard. We'll talk about Bedard, you know, coming up as well. But I just think there's a pretty clear teardrop at center from those guys down to the Rubais, the Stamkos point hints sort of tier, um, where I think those guys are creating their own offense more more often than you know uh, the other guys. Um, just in terms of fantasy output. So um, there's there's my first center to go with Kaprizov, Stutzla, and uh, Philip Forsberg. All right,
0: not going to take much from me. Yeah, the rankings have completely changed. So if these were the original rankings, I'm going to I'm gonna have to message for it. I'm hmm. tell them that they're updated a Interesting. lot. Because, um, pull, up, uh, pull up Scott's team. Oh, yeah, no, I, <laughs> oh, oh, I saw Scott's team. So Scott said he made a mistake. I don't believe him. I don't believe. I don't believe this is a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Pedersen, yeah. Pasternak, Hughes, and Vasilevsky. You got to get Quinn Hughes. Quinn Hughes. Sorry for the audio listener that we're um, not servicing anymore. Um, okay, what's the draft caddy? I couldn't be more happy you asked. So the draft caddy works for every single sport. Um, let me, actually give me one second here. Me, let me at, let me just try. I'm gonna try something quickly with the screen. Um, oh try. boy! I, oh boy! I can do the entire screen. So this now should let me switch tabs. It does. Okay. So if you look here, if you can see this, I'm going to zoom in a little bit. Can we see? Okay. Hopefully we can. Um, you can change the columns that will show up here. So I have the rankings and I have my exposures. And if you see this little expand, I can grab my exposures on the page for whatever sport I'm doing. This is through BRIC75. Um, Brick 75 Brick
1: B-R-I-C. R I C Seventy Five. yes, thank you.
0: Uh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Let me let me pull it up. Yeah, yeah. I well, didn't I'll, mean you. So. I, I meant the listener. The <laughs> okay. No, no, I'm just gonna put it, I'm just gonna put it in there. Um so yeah, you have to log in uh or sign up. And he has some free pools. This is not one of them. This is $24.99 a month or something for NFL, yeah. all that stuff. Um, and then you can load your rankings in. So Puck Luck for hockey. I don't know all of these work anymore, um, but I know like her. Yeah. and some of those are paid and if you have, you have to run the sims and whatnot then um, you can pull it up. It works for it's really nice for doing like uh, grabbing the underdog ADPs and going over to DraftKings and drafting over there if you think it's less efficient etc. Just a, just a home run tool um, and it's also going to have the FS function and prop function and I'm uh, missing something else. Best ball. Oh and you can um, do for NFL and he's going to change this for hockey as well he said at least you can do the auto-drafter, the guide me tool, and it will try to help guide you to make picks that work for the settings that you set. So you can do hero, quarterback, zero, robust, whatever the settings are, and it'll suggest picks for you so you don't miss a spot like Scott. Anything to add, Matt? No,
1: um, no, it's it's fun. you know if you're meticulous about tracking stuff you could track your stuff on your own um and, and you know like order things and whatever but having everything in one place on the screen is is pretty nice and not having to yeah. switch between tabs and, and whatnot so um so for yeah that's so anyone that, that's yeah what that is so
0: anyone right now oh, oh, keeps giving anyone right now that isn't subscribed to puckle.com just shut your eyes you can't look at this but here are rankings really quick just so you can see that they are very different because uh I just wanted to double check at 18 in our rankings here and not 56. So a lot of weird stuff but yeah so these I'll get brick to update it. I mean I'll just hit him with them. I'm sure I'll just send it to him and will just put it in. Um yeah they're they're very different though and these are downloadable if you are a subscriber at Puckluck um which again is gonna have quite a bit of content and I think a lot of people are going to be jumping into the mix that are like Bigger names than me, even, which is, I know you're thinking, impossible. Um, Matt, let's get back to the team. Yeah, so so, Matt, so, so far, definitely guess his next selection.
1: If you believe that, you know, the, the Mega Sharks are going to go drafting, you know, once football ends, you should definitely wait to draft all your teams until these people are in the lobby.
0: You know, that that's what DJ's telling you, by the way. So. No, I, that's not what I'm saying but the, at all, the, because but I don't is. think they're that sharp. Because I, no, because... This is what okay, happened last okay. year, though. Exactly what I'm saying. They all overemphasized correlating their, all their pieces and drafting all the same team and not mm-hmm. getting the best players and maximizing the value, which is my number one pillar. And that's how I win, maybe. Yep. Bring in the Sharps. that think They know everything. They don't. I know everything. I, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. I'm okay. going um, yeah, to no,
1: okay. catch, okay. catch the falling knife mm-hmm. of Olmark. Um, I don't think that's a great selection, but I want some of every starting goalie, and taking him, you know, in this lobby where goalies were just absolutely ran on, um, I think that's fine. I I don't love it. For example, I straight up prefer Samsonov and Demko, um, but just reaching to get those guys versus falling, you know, Olmark at his ADP. Um, I just think it works better for for me in the long run to take Olmark there and just see. Uh, see what I can do. So uh, I t- also took Bouchard. Um, thank you. Shout out yep. to Jay um, for doing the Lord's work and putting out an anti Evan Bouchard uh, article. Don't know if you're the reason his ADP is falling, but absolutely love you for it. Uh, regardless. Um, I still think Evan Bouchard has weird yeah. to the upside. Um, and there's very little uh, reason to believe that Philip Roberg or Darnell nurse is going to cut into that whatsoever
0: so I'm, I'm excited to see how this works out because i would love for you to write another piece back saying that he has number two d potential and then we just have this like takeoff with a takeoff takeoff
1: I, I don't there's nothing else you can do besides point at his playoff production um and say look this is what's more likely than his season long uh, from last year like i just i don't know what else to do to make that argument. So I'm not building a season long projection system just to uh, just to put Bouchard, you know, top 20 or whatever. Um, so I get it,
0: but I've made the argument oh, enough man. times to where I'm just,
1: I'm not sure what more I can do.
0: I think I'm going to take Demko for sure. And I know Stewart's scares right there, but I just, I'm going to do the Demko thing. I don't really yeah. care. I, I think Skinner losing some, I think that was the better play overall. Man, I I'm will gonna, I be really right Miro. back. Okay, I'm, I'm going to grab Miro. I No problem. Yeah, mute yourself. So yeah, I'm going to go with Miro and Demko, which doesn't correlate to anything. Uh Miro falling an unbelievable amount to 73. I think it's just too good to pass up. Um Very hard to get in a McDavid build when you think his ADP is around the 60 mark. Like, when is he going to slip um uh, 12 spots? <laughs> it's not going to happen very often, so it kind of gives me a unique correlation, and a guy that's Clearly, 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 a catalyst for that offense. Power play one. Um, if Bavelski takes a step back even and another guy jumps in, that, that's fine. But I have Nero to correlate with a bunch of my pieces. I could have taken Nugent Hopkins, who we have very high in our ratings. And I th- still think in our rankings, he's pretty high. So we have the rankings before, as Matt alluded to, we're not really capturing as much upside as we wanted because it was kind of factoring in some injury stuff, which while the math was behind, it's kind of hard for us and, and like our argument was, well, it's not really important for best ball where we're not focused on a guy that might get injured. Like, Oh, okay. He gets injured. Like he loses time. Like we're focused on the upside regardless. So, um, yeah, I mean, that was yeah, literally the Eric uh, Carlson the play from last year.
1: That, that was Eric Carlson last year. Exactly, it was exactly. okay, but he's going to get injured. Yeah. And then it's like, okay, but what if he doesn't, you know? Um, and so sometimes exactly. you get that right. Sometimes you don't. Um, but you know, CMC yeah, that's yeah, been in football Kander, for years. Like,
0: yeah, I'm just looking through. I've at 55 and the rankings here is like, like 162 or something. So yeah, something's up. I'll get that remediated. No one said anything yet. So I don't think a lot of people have been jamming these rankings in too much or maybe they're just using, they're just going back and forth. You can easily download them or you can just control F and say, where is, I don't know, freaking Pavelski. And... Yeah, this is... Ah, there he is. 119. Like, where does he fit? Um, So or whatever so you can pay us you can pay brick i really don't care either way um i should care a lot i do care you should the thing is is like once we get into the betting stuff it's just going to be so obvious that you should subscribe that it doesn't matter
1: yeah i'm just taking markstrom out of uh out of the bunch here uh obviously a lot of center values have fallen um I'm keeping a close eye on that with my Connor Bedard. I do want to insulate him with a strong center, um, but I'm not sure that any of these guys are guys I'm willing to uh, invest right now. When I think I need to grab another goalie um, with Just Ulmark, you know, I, I, I'm afraid I'm going to lose out on starts to a lot of the star goalies. So if Boston's not world beating, which they're probably not going to be, I'm going to need another goalie to just. Get a bunch of starts, and I think out of Vanacek, Bobrowski, and Markstrom, that's slightly more likely to be Markstrom. But uh, you know, it, it's it's tough. There's not a
0: bunch of great options, obviously. Once the top ten or fifteen off the board. Vague. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Craig was asking about like who is. I don't recognize Ace Elliott at all. I mean, maybe he's in watching this right now, but I don't recognize him.
1: Uh, I've um, seen. I've seen Ace Elliott in a lot of drafts, but I don't know who yeah. is specifically Oh, okay, serious. No. I
0: serious. I definitely know Layla. Lay Layla, UF. He's here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he's always. I think he's not here. Um, guessing you probably. Let's so take like, look. Oh, I just took your uh your Miro probably. I like Miro. Um, I I don't think I drafted him what? once. Though. I guess my first Miro drafted fifty three, and I like oh. that guy just. Oh
1: what I was very confused. I'm like, why wait? Why did you think I was taking Miro?
0: But okay. No, I already took him. Yeah, I, I, I took see. him. Like I. While you were gone, I was kind of talking about the fact that like getting a McDavid Bero yep. team feels unique because he's like in the mm-hmm. exact spot where you probably would reach for him, but you're also not gonna get him. So I might as well have yep. it um here. Uh, so yeah, we're we're getting down to the 8 nine turn. Um everyone's it, it's a it's a very typical winger run draft. I was hoping New naja Hopkins would get back to me at ninety-six, uh, but alas, someone could not wait. On that for me, which which is very justifiable. It was getting pretty egregious. Um yeah, we are uh we're running, we're running out of wingers, that's for sure. Yes, we are. Yeah. It, it is funny how even like I've seen other like people kind of get like check out the best puck stuff that are, I don't know, either you know, they have a name or they're a bit sharper <laughs> and they're checking it out. And even names that they've mentioned, I've seen it's like they're all centers because they're like, how is this guy going so late? But I think once you get into the drafts and you kind of get into the math, you're like, I guess this is where Jordy Kyrie was going to go, right? Like, he's just going to be at a 95, uh, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I've been, I've been yeah, set up for a good situation to take. Okay. No, sorry, what? I'll I'm going to do the Ottawa to take... thing. I'm going to do the Bathurst and Drew, which kind of feels like I'm taking Ottawa power play too. <laughs> yeah.
1: You gotta, what? you gotta invest top ten picks and top ten round picks and getting the power play too for a non playoff team. Dude, wingers are gone. I understand. I They're understand. Gone. I, get it. They're go- I get it. There's nothing. There's left.
0: Look at it. Look at I get it. Look at it.
1: <laughs> I want you. One to of those look guys is
0: probably on the top power yeah. play. I want you to look at it. They're gone. The wingers have left the building. We're down <laughs> to drafting guys like Tushkin who are like. Maybe better than Giroud, but I think I could argue yep. Batherson is there. Yeah, you're, I could have you're, had a stronger team. You are. And just, and, I can't. I can't do Kuzmenko again. I can't take him in the ninth round. He shouldn't be there. And I love the guy. And I drafted like every one of my first drafts, Kuzmenko, round sixteen, round fifteen, round fourteen. They're reaching the boiling point, and I did it last time, and I just can't do it again. And yes, we should clip that. That would be good content. Am I going to go back and do it? I probably won't, but maybe. Maybe it'd be a good thing to put with my post, uh, my post draft thumbnail, which all the kids are doing now. I mean, so now who I would don't think? Don't think I've ever been What? Uh,
1: yeah, I think it's. I I just think those guys you can replace with perfectly fine options three rounds later that look exactly the same. Um, I just didn't want to take anything else. I get it. <laughs> I get it. It's, it's a I tricky have, like, no It's a tricky
0: tightrope. I just like I just like having a nice couple two-man stacks. Yeah, I mean, you're right. Like your probably is power play one. It's like I could have just jumped up and grabbed him. Gary, he's power um, play one. It's just like I think auto is so Yeah, you could. But it's just hard for me yeah, to Yeah,
1: you could tell me, you know, straight up uh nichushkin or Giroux, and I would definitely say nechushkin for for you know nine times yeah. out of ten. But all right, I set up my Bushnevich ahead of EDP, knowing that Cairo was going to be there on the rep. So I'll take my Cairo Bushnevich. Uh, honestly, not a stack. I get a ton of, you know, I take most. I take those guys you usually know. just as one offs. Um, so I'm kind of excited to get the two guys on St. Louis that are actually fantasy relevant, alongside, uh, you know, alongside Robert Thomas, who's very, very good, but not fantasy relevant. Um, and
0: see, uh, uh, see what I can do there. Is Torrey Krug officially dead? Are we are we are we over it or are you Um Are you gonna try to bring it back?
1: I haven't taken any. I'm a little worried that he's sort of run out his welcome with the organization. Um so if I see him getting power play one regularly in the preseason, I'll happily get some round sixteen Tori Krug. But for now I'm taking, you know, Justin Falker, basically no one from uh, when I take Verona, Um, the Verona Falk is a very comfy mini stack late in drafts that I tend to take. You know, I'm not, I'm probably not going to overstack St. Louis for any, by any means here. Um, but you know, Verona is a guy who clearly has ceiling in that, in that round, (laughs) round 15 or 16 where he's going. So, yeah,
0: yeah, (laughs) no, there's, there's a lot of guys I probably could have, but you know what, Bathurst and Giroux, I'm probably gonna do that one total time where I just grab those guys at a turn, uh. Patterson slipped quite a bit after ADP. 83.9 now. Holy shit. That's a word you shouldn't use on a stream if you're trying not to. That's a real swear. Um, 83.9. That doesn't seem right. 96. Right, uh, 96. So you know what? Uh, yeah. What? I will
1: happily take Troy Terry. Uh, yeah. Setting me up for an Anaheim stack in the last round if I want. I feel pretty good about taking Gibson on like a Terry team, just like, okay, what if Anaheim's actually competitive, you know, that's probably on the back of Troy Terry being very good and John Gibson winning hockey games. So like, I get that correlation more than I would say like the you know, Minnesota stuff or, um, you know, other teams that we sort of mentioned off the top, or if you're taking Igor, you know, are you really betting on the Rangers to smash your ADP? Probably not. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, you know, just hmm. at EDP for Troy Terry, I'm very happy to do that,
0: even though I really didn't yep. want to take a wing. It just sort of fell onto my lap. So Yeah, no, I, I that's a, that's a guy I love in that spot. And honestly, I could have just gone like your Tushkin and Terry and I'd probably feel better about this team. Um as Agreed. like but then again, I took the value, I correlated that value. I find that interesting. Yep. Um yeah, I, I, sure. I this, this this is like this is me. I'm trying to build out two man sacks. Like, maybe you've noticed it's not that I was given a mission, but I'm really trying to build out two man sacks as much as possible here. And I can't I'm even done. see your
1: roster, it's too, it's too uh, small. McDavid
0: here, so. McDavid with a Vander Kane, uh, Caulfield no one, Gensel no one, um, Bathurst and Giroux So far, so I have two two man sacks, and then I have um, other things that are not sacked quite yet. Will they will they be is the question. We're gonna find out very shortly, potentially. I can tell you. Yes, Wookie takes NERS. I wasn't gonna take NERS. <clears throat> tell you tell you that for free. Boy.
1: That's is DJ is DJ sweating the Evgeny Malkin uh Jake Gensel? Uh, no five on five correlation? Is he doing
0: it? I mean like I'm gonna do it. <laughs> But I'm not but I'm not sweating it as the five on five correlation box. It's powered by yeah. baby. You know it. Yep. Um nope, you're totally
1: right. Um and you'll, you know, and that, then... that's an instance though where that to me is a weak correlation where I'm not going, yeah. you know, above and beyond to stack Jake Gensel specifically with Malkin, even though I love Malkin at ADP. Um, you know, but I will reach around if I well, I guess it works. Well, okay, reach. if I have Eric Carlson, I guess I'll reach around to reach get Malkin. Up? you're right okay you're so right. You I, I, I screwed up i screwed up there um we're gonna get tagged as a point of video anyway so um it is what it is all right um but yeah like yeah, to yeah. me eric carlson you know chris letang mm-hmm. plays at five on five with sydney Crosby at home they tend to play together on the road as well it just happens to be the way mike sullivan deploys his players my guess is that eric carlson and Evgeny Malkin if you ran a thousand simulations of this season are far more correlated to one another than, you know, if Kenny Malkin and Chris Letang, for instance, you know, now there could be power play considerations and, and whatnot. Um, and I do get that, but that's just sort of the idea of knowing that there's weak and strong correlations within hockey that I think is useful to me. Now, is it useful in aggregate? I'm not sure, um, but that's just how I like the build. So, you know, that's uh, something I think
0: about a lot while I'm drafting. Okay. Now you took chief A few comments very good stuff. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get back to it. We'll get back to it. Let's get through the comments first. My team is perfect. Don't worry. So first off, the Gusevengo thing. As I was talking about him, someone said that if he shoots thirty five percent again. That is like literally what he has to do. Probably I don't th- I don't want to say to reach the round he's going in at this point, but like, man, is he gonna score forty again? Feels a little bit thin. Yeah, but uh, Scott mm-hmm. mentions the Larkin drop. I I was getting kind of to the point where I was like, maybe I just do it. Um he dropped all the way to 113, which again, I think he's very tethered to some of the players that go earlier, like the Brinket and Cider. Yeah. Um that people kind of just jump on him earlier because he's there to start. Oops, I'm doing the wrong thing right now. Yeah, I mean we saw Yeah, he saw
1: look at M. Jacob's team. He grabs, you know, he grabs the brinket amidst the wing avalanche and, uh, gets the falling Larkin. (laughs) Excuse me. Um, so yeah, that's just a way that you can use the room you're in to build, you know, these sort of super teams that you're not able to build, you know, when there's more four centers in the first six round type teams being built, um, that has a different texture than a lot of other teams. Um, you know, when you're in a room like this. So very, very interesting. You know, uh well done to M. Jacobs, even if it's you know early investment in center, you know, getting three already.
0: Uh the value there, I think, sort of offsets that a little bit. All right. Sure, so, sure. Um Harvey Bernard actually is an interesting name though. I don't think he's quite draftable in this format, but is he a winger? I mean, is he let me just look? He is. Um I, th- I think he's a center. yeah. I, he, has, uh, he, he is. he like, is. I think, yeah, I, think
1: I think you have yeah, I think he's, he's you know, he's a guy you look at. Uh I, I posted the mica thing for Harvey Thornard in the uh, in the Discord the other you're day. The and it was just like, yep, I think we gotta consider this guy. So all right. Um you're on the clock if
0: you can yeah, make sure. You're, yeah. Um
1: Chris uh Chris Latang, 20 spots after ADP. I only have one defenseman. I'm happy to take Truba or Dobson in there, but honestly, I like Chris Letang mm-hmm. a lot too. I am not convinced that. He plays in the top power play with Eric Carlson. I think that would be bad for Pittsburgh to do it, but I do think they'll at least try it. Um, so, you know, I'm sort of separating what I think will work versus what I think will happen. Um, to take Chris Latang when he falls like this with, you know, no one stacked, I don't really see a problem in that. He's just a decent player. and
0: um. So, yeah, next comment. Joey's going to a, a game. Have you ever gone to a game in Nashville, that because i you know yeah. our buddy zach went to a game in nashville and he said it was like yeah i went the to the game i went to the episode. game with him yeah oh you were there okay I was, okay I was, he was telling yeah. stories and like, that sounds electric oh you were there okay i yeah, i did not go yeah, uh, yeah he uh, he, uh
1: dj games. dj you'll dj you'll never guess this but we went out on broadway afterward and uh he wandered away
0: ah will you'll, no you'll no never shot. you'll he never you'll never, you'll never guess that that's very unlike him to, for us to lose him um yeah I, I think i've convinced him to buy an apple watch with like the service always turned on so then we can track him on his watch because his phone will die for sure but hopefully uh-huh. the watch won't uh he's a bit of a wanderer on nashville Broadway too that that's classic um yeah no this this uh right. this is a good time i i wanted to go to nashville that but i just haven't i haven't found it yet i'm not a I don't know. I I, I like country music enough to where I sure I could have fun, and like I, you know, a lot of like the older style country. I'm sure still exists there, but I just haven't pulled the trigger. I'm making my voyage uh, second game of the year, second home game of the year for Seattle. I'll be at in the uh, whatever that arena, Climate Pledge Arena, whatever that is called. Yeah, I'll be there for um, the Hurricanes, so I'm really excited for that.
1: I am going to cap things off at defense with Chikrin and Stutzla. Sure, sure. Um, Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's. Um, Yeah, I'm up in six missed. I've missed every goalie I'm considering, so I will just take a guy in round 16 now, which is a lot of fun. Um, The goalies just went so early in this draft, and picking at a turn, I didn't have the chance to get this Gibson, Hart, Bennington, Grubauer uh, range, where I was perfectly happy to take Gibson or Bennington. Um, but it didn't work out because they went ahead of ADP. so
0: we're gonna we're gonna play a, a game after this. Um, so while you were doing the data and like I'm pretty sure I'm almost positive, but when we started this, I only had two teams on the clock for my X number of uh, slow drafts I have going right now. I want I want to play how many slow drafts will I have on the clock for only on underdog but the time the stream ends. Or by the time the draft ends. So from the draft start, there was two. I'm pretty sure it was two. It may have been three, but I, I think it was two. I
1: think you have like 100-something open, so I'm going to guess at least
0: 25. Okay, we're going to we're gonna see. I, I don't think it's going right. to be that high, though. I'm going to let you know. Okay, It we'll, sounds miserable regardless. Oh, it's it's not joyous at all. I have no fun. Um, it was a big mistake, but I, when it's done, I'm going to be happy. So, okay, on the clock right now myself, I do think I'm going to take my first Mark Stone share – Um, don't love it. Uh, haven't done it yet though. And I just think that at this point I'm going to get the correlation with Theodore. Uh, I'm going to hope that he plays a full season. And even though I don't think the upside is incredibly high, I do think he at least is going to produce points, um, on a team that desperately needs more goal scoring. And I haven't taken him once to this point because he just normally goes a bit earlier. Uh, my next pick, um, I'd like to round out goalie, but there's really nothing left. So I think I'm going to just stick to um winger again, could take Joe Pavelski too for the correlation, but nah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Besser. I'm gonna buy, and just go get the seventh winger out of the way. Two seven two two build, but I have you know McDavid and my two goalies right now are Sorokin and Demco. so I don't feel bad about it at all. Um And I have some ideas. Okay, you for, are I mean,
1: it, you've been sharing this comment for like eight minutes. Um, oh, whoops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The question. Jonathan- is that, that, go. Jonathan Drouin has never shown anything at the NHL level to indicate that he is a worthwhile fantasy asset. Um, so there's a lot of projection in taking him whatsoever. You know, you're taking guys from, <laughs> from real teams with real roles. Um, you know, uh, you're taking Drouin over them off of a projection that he, one, plays in the top six and two, produces well. And three, not only produces well in terms of the assist numbers he puts up, but that he gets enough shots, hits, blocks, and goals to actually score a bunch of points in the scoring system, you know, so uh, I think it's pretty bad. Um, You know, I think it's more likely that uh, Ryan Johansson is a useful fantasy option because I just think there's a clearer path to him being on the top power play um, this season. And, you know, that, that's just wildly thin because, you know, I, I think it'll be Lekin and Michushkin, Rantan and McKinnon and McCarr, you know, assuming all healthy um, a lot of the time. But even beyond that, I don't think Jewin's the next man in. I think it's Johansson. So, yeah, I, it's a no for me on Juwin. But, you know, if you're looking at prospect profiling from eight years ago, then for sure, I, I can see where you're getting that. I just think there's too much NHL sample to make that. Uh, huge reach as far as his shot rate and, you know, hits, blocks, whatever. Those rates he's put up are just not uh, worthy in this small of a format when we draft 16 yeah. players. Feels like
0: the, the poorest man's version. Of, right. Honestly, though, like, is he just Blake Wheeler?
1: Um, maybe. <laughs> I, I think Blake Wheeler. Th- there's something for Blake Wheeler to rediscover as far as his form. Like, Blake Wheeler in yeah. his prime was a very good fantasy player. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He was our Tommy Panarin he's- He was Artemi Panarin, who took low danger shots. Like so, he racked up, you know, some shot numbers with Blake Wheeler, and he was a great passer. Um, But there's just no reason to think that his uh, that his game is, you know, still uh, still all there.
0: Oh shit! I have not thought about this pick at all. You think? um, Yeah, I did Max Puppy three, and I did one hundred and twenty one slow drafts to get there, which was fun. Um, This is a good idea for sure. Big stream on eight or nine eight. Um, which would be September eighth is the end of uh, because the 7th is the first NFL game so there'd be nothing left um, I don't think on a Friday though actually let me think about this in, in general that day seems like I, I don't think I'm even going to be in Buffalo that day so probably that Tuesday though uh, one thing I started to do last year but that was because I was worried about this filling was try to schedule times where we could fill a bunch of lobbies I'm probably just going to do that again anyways if people want because People seem to appreciate it just being like, okay, at this time, I know other people are going to be drafting and I'm not going to be waiting yep. for a room to fill. So I'll probably just do that again regardless because it was successful. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll see. probably. You know, uh,
1: Weeks we, we'll are obviously easier than weekends to the plan things. So,
0: yeah, I mean, I'd be happy to get a guest on too. I, I don't know. It just kind of feels like unnecessary right now, at least, to even ask anyone. But I mean, Jay's mentioned trying to come on at some point too. We'll have, you know, we'll do Saturday shows again for sure. Um, one thing that I, I could probably tease at this point, and I'm assuming all of this will, should be free, and if it's not, I'll try to make sure that at least it's it should be. I, I can't imagine it won't be. I, I'm going to be doing team previews for every single team in the NHL, like short five-minute videos, um, so get ready for that as well. I assume that's more of a marketing tool than a paywall tool, but I'll go over that with him. Um, it seemed to me like an idea to uh, maybe introduce some new members that might be help contributing over at PuckLuck, plus having, like I said, kind of an avenue for me to just rant on teams that, um, you know, and Ducks, for example, kind of give some fantasy thoughts and some DFS thoughts and stuff like that before me and Matt kind of do our shows um, overviewing the entire season. So look out for that as well. Matt, anything right now? Um,
1: I think naming a couple guys left on the board that can smash ADP um... – not sure if we should do that given we have two pick players that we think will smash ADP or that we're betting will do so. But uh, (laughs) at the end of the draft, you know, we can talk about the players that are picked late. Like um, we're going to do more of like the the breakout prospect type stuff in coming weeks. Uh, We've really focused on just like the structure for now. Um, You know, it's, it's just something where a lot of the prospect type stuff does depend on training camps and whatnot. Um, So there's guys that I like want to be early on, but You know, it's very rare that there's a kind of Bedard where they're just going to be instantly fantasy relevant. And, you know, that's if you buy the Bedard uh, narratives and stuff. But, like, there's just dudes that, like, if they play and if they play in premium roles, like, we project them to be fantasy uh, monsters. Brant Clark is one of them in L.A., but there's just no guarantee that he plays a noteworthy role at this point. So um, I don't really know how to have that conversation besides, like, hey, look at the bad teams. San Jose, Anaheim. Uh, Montreal, you could argue, has a couple guys that go super late. The bad teams, the best players on those teams, I think are better selections than the 8th, ninth, 10th best players on other teams. Like, that's my rule of thumb. Um, but, you know, it, it's obviously a, p- a player-by-player, case-by-case basis.
0: Okay, I'm going to close out some of my wonderful, wonderful stacks by getting Joe Pavelski, what, 40 picks after ADP? Just a swift 40 picks after ADP um, with Miro Heiskinen I got almost 20 picks after ADP. And I'm going to grab Mike Matheson a little bit early. I'm going to jump up. Uh, doesn't really matter in the 15th round if you're kind of doing that. So Heiskinen, Theodore, Mike Matheson to go with uh, Cole Caulfield, Joe Pavelski, and Mark Stone. So, yeah, I ended up getting almost every player correlated at least once, I think, I, except for Brock Besser, who I correlated with the goalie. There you
1: go, goalie. That goalie uh, fifth wing um, <laughs> correlation.
0: The um, one that the kids yeah,
1: didn't con, want me to know about. Con Consigliere, where where I'm feuding with the Badge Bros. Um, they proclaim DJ as the NHL GOAT. Uh, there will be no further comment on this matter. Um, but if you if you want to know the single reason I'm getting 150 drafts this year, that was bulletin board material. Absolutely. Um, so it, it's time it's time to, to come to this lobby and take it over so oh boy all right one of yeah, the calgary you, options you, i was going to pair you, with Lindholm yeah. went, went away so i'm um, just gonna i don't know maybe i'll just panic and take someone else instead
0: yeah you guys have, uh nfl yeah nhl future show I, I mean a lot of the player future stuff i can't skit in new york which is frustrating to try to figure out um but we'll well, more or less to cover it when we're covering. I mean, I'm going to, let me talk to Jay first off, because maybe that will be more, more of a B B&J thing to do. I don't think Matt really, I mean, do you care about that stuff at all? I mean, I don't, wanna Um
1: I, I, I do. Like, I have thoughts, but I don't know that I have, Um, I don't know that I have, like, a, a, rake beating you know uh, mindset there so i like on underdog when they they're listing players that are like correlated and stuff you can take like guys from the same team like that was pretty cool um and they basically just copy pasted the dk lines so i would you know look at that yeah. if uh if oh, you're yeah. interested in doing that yeah, stuff yeah. see if there's correlations that make sense like i know larkin and DeBrinket were both listed like clearly if as one goes the other goes there's no guarantee of course but um there's just you know correlation in your favor all right. Um, I, I I didn't really want to do this, but I honestly have too much Matt Coronado. I have like three shares of him already, and I don't think the correlation is strong enough with Markstrom and Lindholm to really matter, so I'm just going to take Jake Brana. Um, I don't love stacking Kairu, Bushnevich, and Jacob Brana, um, but there's, a, there's a, at least an outside chance that those are the three puck touchers on the power play with Justin Falk and Robert Thomas. Um, you know, I think Braden Shen could certainly be a part of that mix too, but, um, or or Kevin Hayes, even, you know, who knows. Um, But, you know, it's at least correlated, you know, wing to center. So I'm not using two spots if, say, Bushnevich is hurt. You know, if they smash, I'm still a little protected there. So just, yeah. Gay I think, has far more upside than most of these guys left on the board still. And I'd rather get correlation than take a naked Tolhonin or, Kalyev. well, I guess I took Bjorkstrand, but um, more in the last round, I want something correlating to a center or a D, because if if my last two wings are scoring in a week, I'm probably screwed anyway.
0: Okay, yeah, a lot of good stuff there. Um, I, yeah, so well, well, I'll talk to the Badge Bros. I'm sure they'll probably reach out as well. They're going to be without baseball, too, almost entirely at that point. No, I mean they're playoffs, right? that would be at like the start so of they, playoffs. So be they might really be looking. Yeah. Wait, like what? they will be like midday baseball when the playoffs start. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they won't care. That's fine. I don't really. Whatever. I, I. don't. I try not to. You know. There was like one time where I was like, "This might be worth doing" because the NHL slate or whatever. And like other than that, they don't really just reach out when they want to do stuff. But they're yeah, they're the best. I mean, honestly, like it's one of those things where it like when they started it i was like this is a good idea but it really is just like as all this stuff grows it's, it's really quite quite helpful so um i don't think it's going to be much of a shock here i'm going to end with um akira shmeed who is kind of my favorite guy when i miss all of the goaltenders um just to grab i just says that, that like what advantage does suck and i actually get a starting goalie um we talked about it before that is you know that's a guy um I think, the, I think Lucas Reichel also has mentioned here at the end. I think he's going to start to get a bit more steam just on the principle of like everyone seemingly is projecting him to play with Bedard, which I, I would say I agree with. I'm not disagreeing with it. But as more and more of that comes out and more and more Bedard hype gets here, um, you know, preseason, et cetera, I do think people are going to maybe jump up a little bit higher to take a guy like him who actually has the prospect pedigree. Um, but we're going to get into all the prospect stuff next show for sure. Um, Puckluck has some other people that are working on prospect stuff. I was gonna reach out to that guy, see what he has as well. Just kind of, hey, you know, you wanna, you know, we'll be happy to kind of go over some of that stuff and, and then whatnot. Um, as well. So they have prospects next time for sure. Uh yeah, we'll, we'll be a lot more probably player takey. I mean, we might even be able to do two drafts next time. Yeah. It is, you know, and the NFL pisses me off because they're literally like immediately gonna like week one, are you already dead? Here's a new contest and I'm just going to throw my mouse at the wall and be like, give me a week. Give me two weeks. You know, Matt? That's right. Anything yeah. I'm over? Yeah, that way. Um, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Let me, pull, let me pull up the board. Let's pull
1: up the board. If you, is, up, is it, it true pull. if you go to the...
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thank you. I think that's as big as she goes. Although I think I'm missing one person, but we'll, we'll get to them.
1: Okay. So my yes, team,
0: and i minimize that. Wait, what, what? I said yes, you were
1: missing uh, one team. Yeah, but... yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So my team, 101, Connor McDavid. I mean, there's no other way I can recall. Um, Ilya Sorokin is my second round pick. Jake Gensel, Evander Kane, Cole Caulfields, Batcher Demko, Miro Heiskinen, Drake Mathisman, Claude Giroux. Evgeny Malkin Shay Theodore Mark Stone, first-timer for a lot of these guys, actually, a lot of first-times here. Um, I think, let me go, go back from the start here. My first, Miro, which is not on purpose. Just have not got it. I, I Every time I want him, I can't get him. Every time I get him, I, I, I don't want him. Um, so First time taking Miro, first time taking Mark Stone, way after ADP. First time taking Joe Pavelski, way after ADP. Um, Mike Matheson and Akira Schmidt, so a 2-2-2-2-2 two, 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 to build. Uh, the only completely uncorrelated pieces are two goal so And Brock Besser, who is correlated with the goalie, but like we said, it doesn't matter. Number two, friend of the show, Paul, who's probably not listening and probably yelling at us in our fantasy group chat. Um, Austin Matthews, Nylander, nice correlation. Georgiev, Fiala, he's a big Fiala guy. Steve Stamkos, Jonathan Huberdell, 71, what a nerd. Uh, Tyler DeFoley to correlate with someone. No, not really, but, but Sergachev, Morrissey, Aiden Hill, John Gibson. So rounds out his goaltending pretty early. I don't mind that. Lucas Raymond, Ryan Hartman, rest in peace. Drew Dowdy, Nazan Kadri, and a guy that I, I know we actually talked about. I actually talked about this with him. I think you were in that. I'll uh, talk about it too. Arthur Kalia, the guy that I think is a, a nice sneaky guy that we're going to talk about next time to kind of round out your team in the last round if, if you so need a winger. NHL Wookiee, friend of the show, creator of many useful, useful things. But Matt, anything you want to say on Paul's team before we move on?
1: Uh, I guess I we were talking about, like, Timo earlier. I didn't even mention Tyler Toffoli. That slipped my mind talking about the top power play. So you're talking, you know, Hughes, Heischer, uh Dougie are pretty locked in with Luke Hughes potentially taking Dougie. You're talking uh, Heisher is almost certainly locked in. You know, he takes the draws, etc., etc. You're talking one spot for Timo, just for Brett. And uh, Dawson, or, yeah, Dawson Mercer and uh, uh, Tyler Toffoli. Like, it's really tough yeah. to, to 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 get me to believe that there's that high of a certainty that Timo's the guy uh, to pay off that ADP. So that's just seeing Tyler Toffoli actually surprised me, and then I realized, oh yeah, uh, I said something earlier that sounded really stupid because I said Dawson Mercer before I said uh, Tyler Toffoli.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, well, yeah, I think we'll finish the show with uh, Jeff's question as well. But yeah, let's get the what team. doing. Dry Seidel, Roman Yossi, love it. Zach Hyman gets the correlation, totally fine. I, I didn't want it. Panarin, Jeff Skinner, Ilya Samsonov, which is his first goalie, but I think that's fine. Um, Travis Konekny, Darcy Kempfer, jumps up a little bit to get him, but at that point, I think he kind of, you know, he didn't want to get too buried in the avalanche. Uh, Taylor Hall, a little bit early, didn't get Bedard, so alas um darnell nurse yep. carter hart seth jones so if there's a correlation riley smith sam reinhardt trochek and forrester so you went dry cycle and then waited on center until the final three rounds i mean personally i think forrester is a good av player but i feel like at center it was just so much still on the board i just i'm just never gonna take it myself but yeah I, I get it like i think um, it's fine, but, but.
1: Yeah. yeah, and Forster doesn't play center, so like when you're talking about Tippett and Me, you know, yeah. uh, you're threading a lot of needles to correlate him with those two. Obviously, there could be a power play job carved out, but um, if you're looking at oh, you know, center wing, like it's a little bit thinner than I think uh, other yeah. late round centers stacking with wings. But hey, he's he showed up really hot in a in late season last
0: year, so he could carry that sure. forward. He's, yeah, he's a guy we'll talk about for sure. Yeah, so I like Kitties, I really, really like the start. McKinnon, Connor, Hello Buck, Keller, Zabinajad. Um yeah, I where did hold on, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to find was where did Bowley go? Why is he not seeing him for some reason? Did he go early?
1: Uh he probably went at the turn, at the two three turn.
0: My I feel like I'm blind.
1: There's a spot to the right. Oh, my God. Yep, there he is. <laughs> or,
0: sorry, the 4-5 okay. turn, but yeah. Yeah, the 4-5 turn. I was like, how did he do that? I was like, what did he Okay, yeah, Keller, Zivinijad, Ehlers. So, Ehlers, you yeah, have some correlation, obviously, with Ehlers-Connor, maybe. Um, hopefully, I guess. Stewart Skinner and Hellebuck, really good goalie start. Um, ben jumped on defense. Brandon Montour, Mirtushkin, McAvoy, Binnington, Dobson, Duclair, Cousins, Bavillier, and Barzal. I mean, yeah, there's really hard to argue with any of those picks. Uh, Matt Barzal at full health is just an electric player so I definitely get it but I I think I just like I don't know it's hard though because Dylan Cousins was so far after ADP I don't know whatever it kind of felt like a, a luxury I just wouldn't have done myself taking Barzal and not loading up on winger more um but it still seems like a really 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 good team uh, uh, I don't know Matt any thoughts uh, no I think
1: that makes sense like so yeah, when, is, I, I when think is Barzal there's a have, few guys that yeah there's a few guys that like you just sort of like you know how they draft well enough to like just trust that they're making sound decisions, you know. So it's it's I'm not yeah. I'm not trying to splice apart like roster construction as much as I because we've talked about that so much. Mm-hmm. Versus I think the player takes, you know, I'm, I'm
0: inputting when I when I can. But um, okay. yeah, all those we'll get to Scott Craig now. Uh, Pasternak, Vasilevsky, Pedersen, Quinn Hughes, mistake. Yeah, definitely didn't really want to jump on him at 44. I assume. Brad Marchand, Ward Sider, yeah. Jared McCann, Tara Sank. What? Yes, you have something? Nope. Uh, just oh. that
1: all uh, all checks out, you know, uh, acknowledging Quinn Hughes, obviously, was a cue. A cued guy. You know, you can still recover from one bad pick like that, and I think this team is
0: perfectly <laughs> yeah. fine. Gu- Guzmango, um, Kempi, Grubauer, Truba, Eriksson Patrick Kane, undraftable, but whatever. Manji Apani and Kako Kapanen. So... Yeah, with Bezleski, I think that makes enough sense. Definitely the Hughes thing. I probably wouldn't have doubled down on point Sider at that point myself. Just like, all right, I, I guess Quinn Hughes is going to win the, the Norris and just probably would have hunted yeah. it the back a bit, but whatever. I mean, what if you're you know, like connecting? Who cares, right? Um, yeah, keep going. Yep. Pat ZDQ, who I'm not sure if they're in here or not, but they started with the Chuck and Marner, went to Darlene, Tuck, an interesting, uh, fun little two-man there. Adam Fox, bitterly than I would have liked. Barkov, Jari, Nugent Hopkins, both of those uh, two centers, well up here, uh, ADP. Anderson, Hagel, a little bit early, new contract band, but, you know, betting on that, that's fine. Mark Shreifley, Tom Wilson, my boy, not Matt's. Anders Lee, Cam Talbot, Ekblad, and Tara Vinen. I think that's a three-seven-three-three. 7 three, yeah. three, yeah, Barkov Kachuk stack. Just you know, um
1: yeah. A little bit of that's... a little bit of correlation, a little bit of this, that. It's good. Hey, great job, everyone. You're you're figuring it out if you're on stream with us. That's that's cool. Um yeah, I and mean, we know this draft Way we not have a lot of randos because there were eleven, you know, the first person to join was in the chat. So you know it's very right. rare that
0: yeah. someone will randomly have come in. But all right. Lylec, UF, started with Rantanen, Igor, and Saros. Really, I guess you can say the bully cute. Uh, the bully goalie build. So Miko, just mm-hmm. working Saros, Crosby, and Hints. I'm personally not going to wait on Twitter that long myself. Two
1: goalie team, right? Mm-hmm.
0: That that's a two goalie yeah. team. Just scroll down. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's a. I think it's a eight winger two goalie. Is my. my yeah. So probably loaded up at center and goalie early and then just went on a rampage with Line A, Tippett, good upside guys for sure. Raquel, um, again, an upside guy. Um, Petrangelo, Wierenski, first two. Again, a lot of upside plays. So I, I get it. Um, Brian Rust, Lekanen, Peron, Zegres, Luke Hughes, and Luke Evangelista. So no, that's three. Yeah, so three centers, two goalies defense in maybe four centers yeah One, uh, another
1: reason the DraftKings interface is better you can see the positional build on dk you can't on the underdog board it's just to, guessing no well, it's a beautiful little thing you just kind of
0: look yeah, at this and yeah, be like that's can, three eight yeah yeah I
1: got it. is that seven sixteenths <laughs> or eight sixteenths you know get out your little protractor and you know you draw some circles yeah for sure it's okay uh, no, great job great job by yeah, Underdog.
0: I'll, I'll call Jason Robbins up. I'll get him on the line for you. You can suck him off. Okay. <laughs> Jason Robertson goes with the the first, the uh, eighth overall selection uh, to whoever Ben Jacobs is. Maybe you're in the chat. Uh, Tage Thompson, love it, in 17. Looks good to bring it. Eric Carlson, Jack Eichel. So, um, Tage and Jack Eichel, uh, fun, fun. Marchessow with Eichel, Brent Burns, Bobrovsky, first goalie. Don't, you know. I don't know if I would have taken Kemper over him, but maybe, but it doesn't really matter. Kind of missed some of that Coley run, but loaded up, I think, pretty well That you know, overall. Like, I, I like the team so far. Uh, Zuccarello, Larkin, Verhage, I mean, that, that's the fourth center at that point. I know there's a lot of dipping with all those guys, like really taking advantage of the room you're in with all these centers, but seemed unnecessary. Eberle, really Falk, Blake Wheeler, so didn't listen to me, and yeah. Marc-Andre Fleury. So, Probably a bit weak at Bully and a bit weak at... Yeah, eh, I... Speaking bully I, in
1: general. It's, it's super enticing to take the best player available, which is a center, but I just don't think a center is all that often going to be the best player for your build if you have three already. Um, you know, yeah. you just got to know that centers are going to fall in some drafts and you're just going to have to look at gift, gift horses in the mouth because they can't all score for you versus you need wing scores. Um, yeah. so, and I, yeah, and I think the
0: next... Our next three drafters are all going to kind of take advantage of this person who took all the centers. You guys just hoovered up a lot of wingers, uh, starting with uh, Ottawa poker Rob, which is Matt. Remind me again for the nine hundred Um, ring grab. Yes. Ottawa's so start with Brady. Rad, yeah. The, yeah, Brady the Chuck would have absolutely been just in love if you could have let Stutzel slip to him, but alas, last year a terrible person. Um, so Brady the Chuck and Timo Mayer was the first two. Ottinger, Dougie Hamilton, get a correlation that's – as we mentioned, is a little bit fringe, but I think Timo's going to be on that first power play myself. Um, Kreider, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Sebastian Ajo, his first center, feels pretty good to me. He's uh, probably number one center in this league. Uh, Vanacek is the second goalie in. I, again, a little bit lower on him, but that's because I'm a little bit higher on Schmied in general. Um, Nico Kishier kind of building up more of that New Jersey. DeBrusque, I think that's a really good pick. He has a huge role now in Boston. Max Pacioretty, no thank you, especially at that pick. Josh Norris, I get it. I, I see the upside, but I think he would have slipped a little bit further. Vince Dunn, Cam Atkinson, not for me. Phoenix Copley, again, I'm higher on uh Talbot myself and then D'Angelo. So some guys I'm not really high on, but overall I really like the construction. Um and I think there's a ton of upside, especially in the wing position. Uh, those four those four in the first sixty four picks seem really solid. Any thoughts? Anything? My turn. Um yeah.
1: no, I would have I would have taken uh top you had. Uh, had he been there, but because he wasn't, I just took, you know, uh, the guy that I wanted for my third goalie. Uh, Kaprizov, Stutzla, Forsberg to start. Uh, Kaprizov technically goes a couple spots earlier. So, you know, like I said, I do normally take Kucherov there over Kachuk and Robertson, but, you know, Kaprizov, balling, sure, I'll take it, whatever. Uh, Stutzla, Forsberg, of course, just getting the wing because I didn't get an early center. Uh, Connor Bedard, I... I think I like taking him as my first center. doesn't really uh, bug me. Like, I get that he has a lot of downside, but guess what? A lot of teams are going to have a lot of downside with only 2 of 12 making it out. So it's a risk I'm willing to take. Evan Bouchard, of course, that's my guy. We talked about it. Olmark, uh, falling past ADP, don't like the pick, but it was a run on goalies. Um, I would rather take him than get 30% Samsonov when I'm going to keep jamming in Samsonov and Kemper and Jari uh, all, all season long. Following that up with Jacob Markstrom, um, again, the guys that I like were gone. Um, I didn't really want to reach on Kemper for the 98th time, it feels like. Pujnevich, I set up uh, ahead of ADP to get Jordan Cairo after ADP. I, I like that mini stack. Troy Terry, just taking wing value as it's there. Chris Letang, Jake Chickren, Olivier Bjorkstrand, Elias Lindholm, Sam Montembo is my third goalie because I missed all the goalies. And Jake Vrana to cap himself to get a three-man. St. Louis stack.
0: Okay, we're going to get the last two. Billy, jo- Billy Jones, NFL is in here, here making some good visualizations as well for um, the NHL and I think NFLs. I'm pretty sure I saw on his page, so follow him on Twitter if you want to throw that in the comments. We'll throw it up there. Started with the wing, wing, wing. Kucherov, Ovechkin, Sveshnikov. Um, I kind of thought Matt, you were going to go with Sveshnikov over Forsberg. I know you haven't been drafting him much, but maybe that was going to be the spot. Didn't do it. Um, so mm-hmm. get the all Russian. Start there with Kucherov Ovechkin and Smechnikov as well. Gets brain and point to pair with Kucherov, JT Miller, who I, again I'm very high on, and I, I think it's a really good um pick at that spot. Uh Hedman and Carlson also some more correlation to mix in with Kucherov and Ovechkin. Corposavo, Devin Levi, Arvidson, merge Lincolns kind of needed to start picking goalies. I think it was you know high time for it. Um, really no problem myself with any of them. I, I worry about Levi, but there's a, a lot of upside, and you kind of need that upside goalie at this point. I mean, yeah, the Sabres make the playoffs, and Levi's much better out the gate than you know I think most would expect or, or be able to project. He could definitely factor in quite a bit for you down the stretch. Um, Matras uh, could be a number one center in Carolina, and I, yeah, he's a right, 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 right? I was going to say I think it correlates. Fun thing as well to go in that mix: Lafreniere, Rasmus Anderson, and stealing Lucas Reichel on the line and our final team before we get to just a couple last second things and we get out of here uh ace elliot ace leot or ellie or ac elliot how about ac elliot yeah. yeah i don't know why ace was like i really wanted to say it and then i realized that didn't make any sense but you know what <laughs> ace leot 1944 that makes more sense to me now um yep. started with jack hughes went to kill mccarr you know, just said, I see all the wingers and I will raise you with Jack Hughes and kill him Went on a run himself, though, like Jarrell, Bowley, and brat Personally, I'm not really in Don brat to that spot, but I get the correlation and just whatever. Um, Sin versus goalie, big contract, you know, whatever, I guess. Why not? John Tavares, Tyler Bertuzzi, a bit early. Again, it's kind of picking some guys a bit early that I don't know if I would have taken where he took them, but the construction looks good. Billy Huso, Jamie Ben, certainly wasn't taking him there. Shabbat, Morgan Riley, Swayman, Logan Thompson. So that would mean that yeah, he didn't go four bullies. Yeah, I mean again, not not my thing. Bo Horvat, and the last pick was what? Drewen. Yeah, so a yeah. lot of guys I wouldn't have taken. Um, yeah, that's overall. It's just really I mean,
1: shit wing. That's that's my concern when you invest in other positions. Like if you lose wing, you're just so screwed. Um, yeah,
0: so another yeah. another DJ Mitchell wins the draft. You'd Hate to see it. <laughs> yeah. The perfect, the perfect drafter does exist. It's DJ Sabres. Tough break. So yeah, one question we got, and I'm not exactly sure exactly what you meant by the question in general. Uh, I just want to start by saying that if the question has anything to do with taking two goalies on the same team, I'm a never, Matt's a never. So I would never think like, oh, whatever, I'll take Hill and Thompson. Like, that's just never going to happen for me. Um, As far as like, you think of ambiguous backfields and you think of ambiguous goalie situations, I'm very much buying on them, especially when I go like I did and I took Sorokin and Thatcher and Demko. At that point, I'm going to buy in on a guy like Schmid in the last pick. Um, but I would have also bought in on Cam Talbot or maybe even being scoffed for the first time. I like Talbot more, but I can be talked into it. Um, I might buy in on Montembeau. I might buy in on Fleury or something. Um, just because a guy like Capo Kakkanen, even though I think he is the starter, A, probably is going to see around 50 games for the Sharks, and that team might not win nearly (laughs) enough for him to meet value regardless i don't think he's going to be a bell cow you know he's not john gibson he's not carter hart he is probably the worst starting goalie in the league um so i'd rather when i already have those super high you know volume goalies going with an ambiguous goalie rather than taking capo caco if i absolutely need it because i completely whiffed on goalies like i don't think scott did a bad job because he had Vasilevsky and then he really waited At that point, maybe you just say, what if the Sharks are not the worst team in the league? And Kapokakinen is useful. Like, I get that Mm -hmm. more than saying, like, you know, something else. Like, um, so it's situational of what I'm kind of buying in an ambiguous goalie (laughs) situation versus what I would perceive to be a bell cow. Matt, I've cut you off 34 times.
1: Yeah, teams usually tip their hand in training camp in the preseason who their starter is going to be or if they're going to be, like, a true 1A1B situation where they're splitting, you know, 41-41 games if everything goes right. So that's when I'm tending to wait for these handcuff type goalies. Obviously, in a room like this where, you know, t- players just keep on adding goalies so they don't miss, you know, there's 36 goalies being drafted, sometimes a bit more, and there's only 32 starting jobs. So, like, yeah, some backups are going to be drafted. Of those four that are listed, I think I prefer Copley the best just because we've seen him at least shoulder the load for more than, like, I don't know, a half a season. Um, like, Thompson certainly did, you know, well for himself last year, but between hill thompson um you know they just paid aiden hill so i I think it's his net until something happens which of course things always happen to goalies but there's very little chance i think that thompson gets up to the 55 start mark um and schmid and campbell they're those are both guys i like more than logan thompson just given their path to playing a lot um but i don't love either you know I'm probably not taking either until uh, until we get to training camp and see how things are gonna unfold a bit more
0: yeah, yeah I think Campbell's dead um so yeah uh, once training camp gets off I mean i I, I drop a ton of Talbot I I have, I just have zero coffee at this point. I'm really trying to avoid that situation in general um as much as possible but I have a few talbots I just think that. Mm-hmm. You know, you go out and sign a guy and you went out and traded for a guy. You went out and traded for a guy first in Corpus Allo because you just knew Copley wasn't the guy. And then you go get Talbot. It's like, oh, now he's the guy. I don't know. I think that they're hesitant. That, that would be a kind word. Um, so any more questions as we get this show uh, wrapped up and get out of here? From anyone else or Matt, anything else you wanted to mention?
1: Uh, no, I I am good. Okay. So, so any thank you all guesses? for you tuned in.
0: Any last any last guesses, Matt? You want to give your final guess? I'm gonna lock it right there where it's at.
1: Oh, you're uh, you're yeah, yeah. Down. How
0: many? Um, yeah, how many still drops? Um, twenty-eight. Okay, it's nineteen. Wow. Nineteen. Sorry, Misery. That's fun. Nineteen picks to make right now. Um, I gotta get to that before bed. Can't. Autodraft. I did actually I buy first DraftKings auto draft. I think actually second of the year. Um and I auto drafted Mark Andrews on a Kelsey team. So that'll be an interesting <laughs> oh shit. Oh uh, yeah. I was uh, I was like there's no I had to better auto draft because I, I just I came not think it was it was um Kelsey Pollard start too. I was so happy and then wow. I was like, oh boy. Don't know how much I love taking Andrews here. Uh, but now that the football's talk has started everyone is clicking frantically off this page because who cares God, about I hope the NFL, so. not me we'll get out of here then so yeah. matt i'm going to mute myself and you can close it out
1: okay um again if you're listening or watching this on youtube be sure to check out the other medium which this is shared uh, if you want to go to youtube uh, from the podcast there is a link to the youtube uh, in the podcast uh, description if you are watching on YouTube, be sure to check out the Morning Tea Pod on uh, Apple, Spotify, uh, any platform. Let me know if it's not on your platform of choice. Uh, we will have you know more of these weekly, as well as additional content such as you know the, the season-long futures and DFS stuff when the time comes, um, and some you know training camp check-ins and, and whatnot, just to sort of to, to talk about things. Because uh, yeah, if you guys want to know stuff, if you guys want to talk about stuff. Give us ideas. We're happy to do it. Um, we're not too worried about other fantasy hockey uh, people stealing our content because I don't think anyone's out there. If, if you are, though, link us in the Discord um, because I'm always interested to hear things like that. Um, which, by the way, if you want in the Discord, uh, there's over 300 members. A lot of activity there every day. Um, that's where I've shared all of my summarized, you know, screen grabs. You know, I know I screen shared my Excel earlier. I've made a thread where you can just click into it and see every single best ball data point that I've shared um, and sort of written a description of each uh, throughout the chat. So check out that thread if you want more best ball data content. Check out the Discord if you want to talk hockey with more insane people that are drafting drafts in August. Um, and yeah, thank you all for listening. I'm at Fake Moves on Twitter, DJs at DJ Mitchell 94. And we are at Morning Skate Pod. Thank you for listening. Have a good draft season, everyone, and we will see you.